Good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain. Today, episode 313, uh, with the co-founder, one of the co-founders of Sommelier Finance, Christy Puldsom, here on the show to talk about what they're doing with Sommelier Finance, what they're doing in DeFi, um, and kind of how Sommelier works. And we're going to dive into all the nuts and bolts. So Christy, welcome to the show and super excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Um, Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. Um, so anyways, before we jump in and get started, tell me a bit more about you. I'm sure the audience will be very curious to what you've done in the past prior. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe a little bit about what your background is and how you how everything kind of led to Sommelier. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I'm Christy. I'm co-founder of Sommelier Finance. And yeah, let me tell you a little bit more about my background and uh, what I was up to before I co-founded Sommelier. Uh, so I uh, started my career actually in traditional finance. And uh, I was uh, right out of college. I got my uh, bachelor's degree in economics from Harvard, and then I moved to New York City. Um, and I spent several years in banking and finance. Um, and I would say during this time, um, is when I developed my passion for technology and started to really realize how powerful technology can be in terms of automating workflows and bringing uh, efficiency into complex systems. Um, and uh, I started myself uh, creating a little tools and gadgets when I was in finance to make my own life easier. Uh, for example, um, I built a little web scraping uh, tool, which was really helpful as I had to go through a lot of databases and websites to gather data to then do financial analysis for banking and build um, valuation models and so on. And that really opened my eyes to, uh, you know, how technology can improve financial workflows and systems. And eventually I um, ended up getting a master's degree in com uh, computer science. And um, that also eventually led me to blockchains. Uh, but fast forward to 2018, um, I find myself in Silicon Valley in a very entrepreneurial environment. And I was networking um, and meeting with people in the blockchain space. And what I realized was that uh, one of the key challenges back then still with this proof of stake systems was that how do you build trust in these systems? Because back then, we didn't really have those uh, block explorers, such as MinScan and others that we know of today. There was not really um, tools available for monitoring, for available for validators. And so how do we encourage people to use those systems? How do you uh, encourage delegations? It was still like an unknown question. And so that led me to co-found the company iClusion, which is an infrastructure provider and validator and has been a core contributor to the Cosmos ecosystem. And we are running validators on multiple chains. Um, and uh, yeah, and today I'm also co-founder of Sommelier Finance, which also is a Cosmos chain. Um, and Sommelier is an interesting uh, crossover between Cosmos and Ethereum that uh, we'll get to talk about more. Uh, and um, in, in this way, for me, it kind of has come to full circle as now I'm able to bring my expertise in finance and experience in computer science to sommelier to help build these decentralized um, finance rails. 
Excellent. Can you recount the first time that you came across blockchain? I know you mentioned it was, you know, sometime in Silicon Valley, uh, but was there like a moment or some sit down conversation you had where something clicked for you and you're like, oh, maybe this is a space I want to work in or I want to innovate on? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there were many moments, I think, when I heard the um, and had discussions about blockchains and it took me a little while to build up my knowledge and understanding as at first when I first heard of it it sounded interesting and especially the decentralized nature of it but also it seemed um, difficult complicated technically uh, challenging to understand and so as I learned more and more about the technology my excitement uh, grew and then um, as I ended up taking a lot of classes in computer science and ended up uh, with a master's in computer science as well, that's where the pieces started to click together for me. And I kind of saw a path to really contribute to this uh, possibly new, uh, new financial system uh, or at least alternative financial system that, uh, to the one that we have um, today. Very cool. What was the inspiration behind creating Sommelier? Was there something in particular that caught your eye, maybe that you wanted to improve upon here in DeFi and crypto and Web3? Um, or, or what inspired, I guess, what your current mission is? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so Sommelier really got started after the DeFi summer had happened, which was the summer of 2020. And it was, um, you know, it was an interesting experiment for the whole industry. There was a lot of innovation, a lot of things going on, but it also demonstrated fairly well that there were a lot of shortcomings. Um, and DeFi whole experience was still very clunky and very complex. And um, one of the motivations for Sommelier was to um, the US, UX gap that we saw uh, when you're Trans doing transactions on a centralized platform versus you are doing them on a decentralized platform, the user experience gap was really huge. Um, because back then it was it was really like you had to be very tech savvy. And if you were not tech savvy, uh, you would be left out from this opportunity of DeFi. Um, and so we are at Sommelier, we are bringing Web2 like user experience, which is familiar uh, to the Web3 space. Um, so that was one thing. And then the um, second thing I would say um, is automation. Um, you know, we're most probably your users, is, uh, your uh, audience has also heard the phrase like your, not your keys, not your coins, which makes sense and sounds great. But um, until you have to actually be your own bank, which is overwhelming um, and not really a sustainable model to expect um, end users to do all the bookkeeping and then do the money movement and then do the back office. It's, it becomes too much. And so that was um, the second motivation for Sommelier to really automate a lot of those responsibilities, uh, but do it in a way that doesn't sacrifice decentralization. And also we're, uh, we never take custody of user um, assets. So creating an architecture that enables that and then maybe the third piece would be the, uh, the uh, active management part um, and bringing really active management on chain, which um, has not been possible until uh, some, uh, sommelier. Uh, and so there was this gap. Um, and uh, for active management part, there was also this 
um, consideration that how do you first, of course, do it in safely and securely, but also in a way that protects uh, strategy providers, intellectual property and their proprietary information and trading algorithms and so forth. And so these considerations were really important to uh, come up with a design of sommelier. And, you know, the, the thinking was that, you know, without automation and active management, the decentralized finance would still stay, stay more of a niche experience. Uh, while our goal is to bring uh, transparent portfolio management um, at scale into the masses. In, in a nutshell, um, how can people use Sommelier? So it's like this kind of automated portfolio in a way for crypto assets. Um, but mm -hmm. can you explain a bit how that works for a user if they wanted to uh, connect to Sommelier and use it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we have about 10 strategies live on Sommelier uh, right now. You can head over to app.sommelier.finance and choose which strategies uh, uh, you want to be part of. Um, and right now, the and we have a variety of uh, strategies available from uh, blue chip assets like uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin, momentum trading, uh, trend following, and we also have uh, a stablecoin strategy, which is uh, right now our most popular strategy called Real Deal uh, USD. And yeah, all you have to do is head over to our website, app.sommelier.finance, connect your online wallet, and then you can be uh, participating in uh, decentralized finance. Awesome. Let's, let's talk about it more at a fundamental level too. Um, I know that on the back end, it's ran by the Cosmos blockchain too, correct? Yes, exactly. So on the back end, it is a Cosmos chain. And then, um, so there are really four pieces. There's an off-chain piece, which I mentioned earlier. There is this uh, uh, proprietary trading algorithms and IP uh, part of the strategy providers is off-chain. Then there is a Cosmos chain. And um, so the signals that are generated by the strategy providers, uh, which are the teams uh, that bring their ideas on Somalia platform, Signal trading signals are sent on chain and validated by a decentralized validator set, which is a Cosmos validator set. And then those signals uh, go over the gravity bridge um, to the Ethereum side where the execution layer lives and the execution happens on a Ethereum smart contract. And um, I think the key thing to keep in mind and to point out there is that the assets themselves never move over the bridge. Um, all of the EVM assets that we have right now available, they live on Ethereum, they don't move. And um, that also means that at any point of time, as an end user, you can head over to Etherscan um, and see where, where the yield is coming from. Uh, and you know, that level of uh, visibility and transparency does not exist on any centralized exchange. Because uh, on centralized exchanges, it really boils down to the trust of the people and the trust in this exchange. Um, and, you know, the, having, you know, this architecture really sets Somalia apart and uh, allows to provide a way to feed uh, new market data into the smart contracts in a safe and secure way. Um, and uh, in addition to that, all our smart contracts are also audited by a third um, independent third party. And we even take a step further, actually, as, um, as the audits um, also are in the governance proposals. And so uh, we are incentivizing technical uh, people, such as validators, 
to also look through the audits and understand the smart contracts and how the risks are being managed and mitigated. Um, so we, we take a lot of steps to make this flow safe and secure and as visible and transparent as possible. You also mentioned an off-chain environment. Can you explain a little bit more what you mean by that? Um, yeah, so there are, uh, we have three uh, strategy teams uh, right now uh, on uh, Somalia platform, and those teams have um, their own setups, which are off chain. Um, they have uh, their own teams who, and they have developed their own trading algorithms uh, to follow the markets. And uh, uh, what happens is then those, uh, they, they generate trading signals and those signals are sent on chain. So like, um, and this is important because they, it provides protection for the strategy teams as well to protect the, how they generate their own alpha, uh, their own trading uh, algorithms, their own proprietary information that should not live on chain. And so this piece is really um, the key to be able to offer um, like this hedge fund style active management on chain um, and, and do it in a way that uh, yeah, doesn't compromise decentralization and also provides protection for this, the teams that are bringing those strategies on the chain. Interesting. Are all these strategies put together by humans or is there an AI component at some point as well that maybe could kick in and give different kinds of feedback? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the teams are all, are all real. Uh, we have Seven Cs, uh, which is an offshore team. Um, we have ClearKit Capital, which is based uh, in Estonia, uh, where I'm originally from as well. And that's where the connection came from. And then we have Patash Digital. Um, but uh, these the strategies, they do also have um, automation and some of the uh, ML com component as well. Uh, but that's, again, that's like proprietary for the strategy team and how they decide to make sure that uh, they manage those strategies and, and make sure to generate the best yield possible for the user. Let's talk about uh, yield strategies as well. I know yield farming is a very popular thing these days. Um, I enjoy it very much too. And the mm -hmm. percentages you can get back in APY are pretty crazy across multiple different platforms now. What does it look like for you guys? Can people stake uh, digital assets? Do they have to lock them up? Can they stake stable coins? Give me a bit of an overview of how that works on Summly as well. Yeah, that's that's a great question. There's a lot to cover. Actually, we uh, we have uh, we have um, staking available now for some. Uh, we just uh, activated that last week, and we're very excited about that. And which that means that you know those who um, who are um, holding some token previously they were able to participate in governance proposals, and now in addition to that, um, um, they can uh, get rewards, some staking rewards. Um, uh, to incentivize uh, more SOM token holders to provide security for the Sommelier chain. Um, and uh, one of the unique things about Sommelier when it comes to st staking rewards is that 
it was very important for us to have a model that is actually sustainable. Um, like uh, a lot of the cryptocurrency projects are in, uh, inherently inflationary, which means that the number of coins um, in circulation rises over time. Uh, while at Sommelier, uh, we decided to gap the supply to 500 million um, and uh, the staking yield and the rewards um, a model is that the pro some of the profits that are generated on the platform are being uh, then distributed to some token holders. And so the, the platform fees and performance fees are the basis for the rewards. And with that, uh, the more successful the platform is, the um, higher the TVL, the more profitable strategies on a platform, uh, the more beneficial it also becomes for some token holders um, who, are, who are getting the rewards, um, some token rewards as a result. Got it. So is it more like a community effort then? Like the more volume is locked in on Sommelier, the more people are going to get rewarded. Yes, it, it is a community effort, you know, and it's a decentralized platform. So anybody who has a strategy idea can come to some sommelier and launch their own strategy. And uh, and all of the some uh, token holders and stakers uh, end of the day are also going to benefit from that. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's really cool. It's, um, outside of, you know, these trading strategies and the yield, um, are there other potential avenues for sommelier that maybe you guys are exploring, uh, maybe in DeFi, maybe around lending or credit or anything like that in the future? I mean, our, yeah, our architecture really um, gives so many opportunities. And uh, most of the, most of the strategies we have right now are mid frequency trading strategies. And, um, and uh, we have uh, real yield USD, which is the most popular strategy, which is a stable coin strategy. Um, and that already has the lending and borrowing and the liquidity providing components. So it is a stable coin strategy that is capturing yield simultaneously on Aave and compound lending pools, and then also take advantage of Uniswap V3 liquidity pools. And it is the only protocol, decentralized protocol that is able to simultaneously capture yield from all of those three protocols and then capture yield across USDC and Tether and DAI. And that's enabled because of the unique architecture of Sommelier that allows active management because most of the yield in this strategy is coming from being able to optimize liquidity ranges um, on a one specific Uniswap V3 pool, which is a USDC, USDT uh, pool. Um, and this is something that you know you can't really manage manually, and you do need this active management piece and dynamic uh, changes to be able to make the changes as the market conditions change. Um, and the you know longer term vision for Sommelier is also to uh, to be an invisible infrastructure layer um, and uh, empower all of the DeFi so that any platform and any protocol that wants to bring uh, these capabilities of active management and being multi-chain uh, in front of their users and make it available um, uh, uh, to their products as well, it's, that's also a possibility. Got it. So looking forward into the future, maybe two, three, five years down the line, where do you see Sommelier involving into and, and catering to? Is it still going to be 
primarily digital assets and stable coins in the way you guys do now with just more features? Or do you want to move into other potential assets? What, what do you guys envision? That, that is a great question as well. Um, so my vision is that um, that sommelier or decentralized finance, maybe even more broadly, um, is going to be the new financial rails, not just for the crypto assets and for the stable coins, but also for real uh, real world assets as well. And in a way, I see that this um, DeFi summer and all of that was a lot, saw a lot of experimentation, which is uh, really more of a feature rather than a bug. Um, and it's being tested, this allows this testing and, uh, uh, and uh, to come up with a robust uh, architecture that then allows to uh, have real world assets on those rails as well. And, you know, when you think about the last year and all of the things that we saw, was it Celsius and or Voyager or FTX? Um, it kind of showed that centralized asset management um, keeps failing. Um, and I, I think that there is um, movement from custodial to non-custodial crypto. Um, and as we see that the non-custodial decentralized finance is becoming increasingly sophisticated. Um, and, you know, the key, key piece there also is that, that um, uh, when you're interacting with the centralized exchange, then uh, you're, uh, ha you have to trust the, the counterparty, which is the exchange that can become insolvent and it can be dishonest about their obligations. While the counterparty, when you are using a decentralized platform, is a smart contract. Um, and when you, are, as a user, call the redeem, redeem my asset function, then there is nobody that's really preventing you from getting your assets back. And so I think that the, that's kind of where the industry is moving to the, the best asset managers, I believe, are going to be on chain uh, because the benefits of transparency, visibility, openness um, and uh, that comes if that comes with a user experience that is similar to web 2 and is familiar and comes with automation so that a lot of the complexity is abstracted away from the end user um, so then uh, using decentralized uh, rails rather than centralized um, uh, rails I think becomes a, a no-brainer absolutely and you bring up an interesting point I think um, and I want to ask you that kind of as we start to wrap up, what do you think maybe DeFi needs more than more than anything? Like, it, like for me, it's like a user experience thing. It, sometimes it's very difficult and complicated to navigate. And I think that can turn off a lot of users. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's something optical like a UX or UI type of design. Maybe it's some type of marketing. Maybe it's some type of integration or partnership um, between something in the centralized world who knows? Curious from your opinion, though, since you exist in this space, what do you think is missing or what's needed to help take DeFi as a as a micro industry to the next level? Yeah, that's a great question as well. Um, I think you you nailed it, actually, by pointing out that the user experience really has to uh, become much easier. And this is one of the one of the key goals for sommelier to be able to get there. And, you know, that using uh, sommelier and decentralized finance is just as easy as, as using centralized platforms. And I think also like the trust piece uh, is important. And for people 
um, to start trusting those systems because we've seen a lot of uh, you know crypto um, hacks happening and scams and and sometimes it can be really challenging to kind of figure out so who can I trust who can I not trust or even know if 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 uh, if uh, if a company is operating on a blockchain or not on a blockchain and it's just a centralized uh, trading platform and so the education and awareness has to go up a, a little bit as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, at Sommelier, that's like, you know, we, we have take, we take the safety and security and all of that aspect very seriously to, to build trust. And once you start trusting the systems, you see that this, you know, this trust gets stronger and stronger over time, um, as is trust in this technology and, um, and like understanding that, you know, centralized systems can really never be fully trusted because they can be trustworthy one day and then become untrustworthy the next day. And you have just no way of knowing because there is no visibility. Um, and so the more people understand that and the more, um, you know, platforms exist that, uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, gener- uh, that create the user experience that is easy. And also with that comes transparency and visibility. I think the more people um, start using those rails. Yeah, I think trust you nailed on the head is very very key, especially in the past year where we've had, um, unfortunately, the compromises with Terra Luna and Voyager and Celsius and FTX and just the list goes on and on. Um, yeah. I think more than ever, you know, that's something that's very important is people as well are pulling their assets from exchanges into private wallets and are still going to want all these tools, but they're going to be too afraid to put them on centralized exchanges again. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for DeFi to really shine, I think. Absolutely. And I think, you know, maybe the third thing that, as I, you know, is what, again, Somalia is really pioneering is the active management piece because, you know, this hedge fund type active management where you can have uh, your own trading algorithms and uh, all of that live off chain and then signals on chain. That's also like a key differentiator and like, that opens the door to so many new possibilities and to be able to do the things that only were able to be done on a centralized and controlled environment and now be able to do all of the same things in a fully decentralized environment. So I think this um, this is another key piece just to keep in mind that as the capabilities of decent, what you can do on chain increase more and more people and more and more assets uh, are moving on chain as well. 100%. Um, where can people go to learn more about Sommelier? If they want to check it out, they want to use it, they want to create some strategies, check out potential strategies, um, where would you direct them? Uh, yeah, I mean, app.sommelier.finance, uh, where you can see all of the strategies that we have on our platform right now. We also have a Twitter, uh, some finance Twitter uh, and Telegram. And so we're always uh, you know, engaging with users there as well. If you have any questions or want to learn more or want to know where to buy some token or how to launch your own strategy. Uh, those are the venues uh, available for, for everyone. Do you have a community as well on uh, Telegram or Discord or elsewhere? Yes, we have both of them. Yeah, we have Telegram as well as Discord. Uh, yeah, you could just look us up there and uh, yeah, happy to chat and happy to um, engage. Awesome. What about yourself? Are you on social media? If someone wants to connect with you and chat, where can they find you? I am. Yes, I am on Twitter. Uh, K Paulson uh, is my handle. Um, and I'm also on Telegram. Um, so yeah, 
available if people want to chat and learn more about sommelier or um, or in general decentralized finance awesome uh, everyone listening make sure to check out christy and sommelier um go go set it up and go check it out go trade go check out the strategies um experiment with it make sure to like and subscribe uh, to the podcast as well if you haven't already and christy thank you for taking the time today uh, to come on and talk about sommelier it's been really good conversation i've learned a lot thank you so much for having me it was really a pleasure to chat with you of course anytime take care we'll talk soon